April 19 through April 25, 2013. I'm your host, David Tanner, and we are very pleased to have you with us today on Main Menu. I and Chase Crispin, our executive producer and the Main Menu staff, are always glad to have you with us, and we hope that you get a lot of interesting information out of our programs. We do want to remind you that we are always anxious to hear your comments and suggestions about the program. Any suggestions you might have for future programs, we'd like to hear about those, and you can come to our webpage at http colon slash slash mainmenu.acbradio.org and you'll find places to make comments there or you can sign up for the Main Menu Friends mailing list there and we'd love to have you in the conversation on the Main Menu Friends mailing list. So come and be a part of the conversation. Well, we have a very, very full week this week on Main Menu. Only two things we're covering, but they are both fairly long presentations. First is our executive producer Chase Christman and Chase is coming to us with a review of the Braille Sonar app for iOS, iPhone, iPad, and iTouch and he's going to be telling you all about this very neat and very uh, easy to use program that can help you out with learning grade 2 Braille or help you when there's some sign that you see that you're not quite sure what that sign is. Myself, your host here on Main Menu, comes to you with an interview with Anna McClure from Envision America and Anna and I are going to be discussing the latest in barcode reading technology and also talking about their product the talking script and we will be talking about how you can get involved and find out about the script talk product that will allow you to read your prescriptions and where to find this and uh, how to find out where it may be available in your area. That's what's up today here on Main Menu because they are long presentations. We need to get right on into that. You have a great week. Hope you get a lot of good information out of these two presentations and we'll see you back here again next week on Main Menu. Hello ACB Radio Main Menu listeners, this is Chase Crispin, and I am here today to demonstrate an app that is a really neat app for those of you who are Braille readers, maybe Braille transcribers, or even for some of your family and friends, or for any of you teachers out there, pretty much anyone who's interested in learning more about Braille and looking up what specific symbols mean. This app that I'm going to be demonstrating is called Braille Sonar, and this is an iOS app, and it works on the iPhone, the iPod Touch, the iPad, and the iPad Mini, so it works really well on pretty much all of the iOS devices. What Braille Sonar allows you to do is it allows you to do one of three things. You can either enter the Braille dots that you see on a page, and the app can tell you what those dots mean in Braille. You can enter an English word and have that translated into Braille so that you'll know how to Braille it with the correct usage in terms of where contractions are placed. Or you can view a complete Braille dictionary of over 500 words and symbols that explains to you which contractions should be used, what the formatting should be like, and explains the rules that we all always confuse about where certain things can be used. 
Now, Braille sonar is not intended as a Braille translator. It cannot translate whole phrases and words. It only translates word parts. For example, let's say you were translating the word computer. You couldn't type in computer and get it in Braille. You could type in C-O-M and have it show you the C-O-M contraction. Typing in P would show you what a P looks like, etc. But you can't have it show you a full word. So it's not a full translator. It's a reference tool that allows you to look up a specific word. If you can't remember a rule, you can find out how it should be written or to find out what a specific symbol means. So it's a reference tool, but not a translator. But it's really useful when you want to know what something means or remember a specific usage. Now, besides supporting grade 1 and grade 2 Braille, this also supports some Nemeth Braille and Computer Braille as well. So if you're into doing Nemeth with math and science or Computer Braille, you can actually use this with that as well. Braille Sonar, again, is for iOS devices, and it is a paid app, but it only costs $2.99. So that's certainly not unreasonable. It's a fairly good price, and as I said, is a very useful app to have. Now, I'm going to be demonstrating Braille Sonar on my iPhone 4S today, but no matter which device you're using, the user experience will be fairly similar. If you're listening to this down the road in the future, you will have future updates most likely, so remember that the user interface might be slightly different, but the app should remain fairly consistent with what I'm showing here today. My iPhone is turned on and voiceover is enabled. I'm currently sitting on the Braille Sonar icon where it is located on my iPhone. So to open the Braille Sonar app, I'm just going to double tap. Braille Sonar, home. And it says Braille Sonar, and the first thing on the screen is home. If I flick left, we just hear that noise. That means there's nothing left. So home is the first option, and this is telling us that we're currently on the home screen or the main area of the app. So we don't need to tap here. This simply tells us where we're located within the app. If I flick right, help button. Here's a help button, and this contains some basic information about the app, and it has links to a video tutorial and more detailed help instructions, and it also asks you if you would like a tutorial presented when you first enable the app. So this is an area you can go if you need additional help beyond what I'm providing here in this tutorial today. So we're not going to explore this too much here, but just know that you can double tap the help button if you need further instructions. If I flick right once again. How it works. Below enter English word component or punctuation to look up its braille counterpart. Also below you can search via braille.scene to look up the English word component. Multi-line text field. Now we actually can't edit. You hear it say multi-line text field, but that's where the text that it just read is actually located. But that tells us kind of what the app does and what we can do with it. That's a basic description, so we don't need to do anything with this. We can just flick right once again. English phrase, heading. Here's a heading that tells us we can input an English phrase. So let's flick right. Input a word, word part, number, or punctuation to search database. Enter English phrase here, text field. I'm going to double tap to enter this text field. Input a word, word part, number, and I'm going to just type the word four. Capital F. Enter I O O R R. And I've typed in four. Let's just find go. the go button in the lower right hand corner of the iPhone's keyboard. Double tap. Loading. And now it's You're searching. You're on the page. Now home rem- button. Now you might remember where it said home earlier. Now it tells us we're on the results page, and then after a short pause, we hear home button. So this tells us we are on the results page, but if we double tap here, we will go back to the home screen of the app. So this is a little bit different than what you might be used to with an iOS app. Instead of having a back button in the left-hand corner, you always have a button in that upper left-hand corner that tells you where you're at, and you double tap that button to go home. If I click right, help button. We have the same help button. Answer below. Tells us that our answer is below. Picture of Braille document. Now, start. for anyone who is sighted, here is an area where it pictures the Braille dots that you would need in this word. Dots needed for. 
4. R. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Ellipsis. The rule that applies. Ellipsis. Use anywhere in word or sentence. Generally these braille contractions can be used anywhere. But when two or more symbols often there are limitations. Example. Dot 5 contractions would begin a word but not be a middle or end component. Same goes for other dot 5, 5, 6, 4, 6, 4, 5, 6, etc. Contractions. Button. List start. So it tells us that this is a contraction that can be pretty much used everywhere. But it gives us some background on the rules, and it told us at first correctly that to make the word 4, we need dots 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, otherwise all the dots. If I click right again, Braille sonar and at your fingertips creation. Link. That just tells us that this is an at your fingertips creation, and that link will take us to their website. If I click right, we hear that same noise, meaning there's nothing else to explore. So at this point, we can move back to the home screen of the app. Remember that that button that allows you to move to the home screen is located in the upper right-hand corner of the app's home screen or of any screen in the app. So I'm going to use a gesture, which is the four-finger single tap towards the top of the iPhone screen. This will move me to the first control on the screen. Translation. Translation. The first control here said this is the translation. If I flick right, you're on the results page. Home button. Now we hear we're on the results page, and we're going to go back to the home screen by tapping twice here, double tapping. You're on the results page, loading. Now it's loading the home page. Home. So you will notice that this app is a bit sluggish. It's certainly not bad, but you do have to wait for it to load certain pages just a second or two. Depending on what device you're using, you might have it be a bit faster or a bit slower, but there is a slight wait because it is accessing a big built-in database to go through all the rules and things. So there is a slight loading period right after you double tap something. Help. How in English input a word? Word part. All right, I'm back to the input a word field. Let's try something a bit more difficult this time. I'm going to double tap. Input a word. Word part. Let's try to type in DD. This is typed with a lower D in the Braille cell. However, if this is at the end of the word, this would be a period. So let's put in DD and see if it tells us that this can only be used in certain spots in the word. Capital D. Enter. DD. Go. So I typed in DD, which is a double D. Now I'm going to press go by double tapping it. Loading. You're on the results page. Now it tells us we're on the results page. Let's just flick right. Help. Answer. Picture of Braille. Dots needed for DD. R. 256. Ellipsis. The rule that applies. Ellipsis. Middle of word. When in the middle of a word, these contractions form a word part. Button. List start. All right, and now it tells us that these contractions form a word part, meaning the letters DD when they're in the middle of a word. If we click right, Braille sonar and at your fingertips creation. There's just the Braille sonar at your fingertips creation thing. Now, you heard it say button. If we pressed this button by double tapping here on where it describes the rule, it wouldn't actually give us any more information. It just reloads this page. So this is a bit misleading. You really actually don't need to go in here to find any more information. That button doesn't really do anything. VoiceOver just says there's a button there, but you really don't need to double tap it. So in this case, it did not tell us that DD can also be the disk contraction or that it can be a period, depending if it's before, in the middle, or after a word. However, if you would enter, for example, a period, it would tell you that it uses these dots, but it would have to be at the end of a word. So here it just tells us to type DD. We have to use dots 2, 5, and 6, but only in the middle of a word. So that explains the rule, but it doesn't tell you what else these dots are for, which is fine, because this way you just get the information you need about when you can use DD. So let's use a four-finger single tap at the top of the screen again to move back to top. Translation. Let's flick to the right once. You're on the results page. Home button. There's a home button to return us to the home screen. I'll You're double on the tap results it. page. Loading. Dot home. And that should give you a fairly good idea of how to get the Braille results based on an English word. Now let's try going in the opposite direction. Let's go from a Braille word to see what it is in English. I'll flick right. Help. But how it work? English phrase. Input a word. Look up button. Now, after the 
text box to enter an English word part or word depending on what you're doing, we found a look up button. This does the same thing as pressing the go button in the lower right corner of the keyboard, which is what I was doing. So you could find this look up button, double tap it, but you can also do it by finding the go button on the keyboard like I did. So either way, it gets you the results, so we can just pass by this look up button with a flick to the right. Dot scene, heading. Now we hear dot scene. If we flick right, let's see what this will do. Enter braille dots here, text field, list start. It says enter braille dots here, so if I double tap. Text field, is editing, list start, enter braille dots here. Now it tells us that we can enter braille dots. And what we have is the punctuation and number keyboard that you normally get when tapping the more numbers button on the standard iOS keyboard. So on the top row of this keyboard, we have the numbers 1 through 0, as you would expect. Now, obviously, there are not dots 7, 8, 9, and 0 in the Braille cell, so you'll only want to use numbers 1 through 6, so you're going to get an error. So let's enter something here. Let's try something in Nemicode. In Nemicode, you often see a punctuation indicator with dots 4, 5, 6. So let's type in 4, 5, 6 and see if it tells us that this is a part of the Nemicode. 4, enter 5, 5, 6, 6. All right, I entered 4, 5, 6. I'm going go. to find Go in the lower right-hand corner of the keyboard and double-tap it. Loading. You're on the results page. Now we're on the results page. Scene. I'm flicking right. Dot scene. Four, five, six. Ellipses. Meaning of dots is. Underscore. Computer braille. Underscore sign. The rule that apply. Ellipses. Computer braille. This can be used inside a computer braille notation. This particular symbol is supposed to follow a shift sign, which is dots four, five, six. Multi-line text field. List start. Alright, that tells us what it is in computer braille and when it's supposed to be used. A lot of web addresses have underscores in them, so besides the definition it explains with the 456 and then the 346 contraction, uh, you could also use that when you need an underscore and web address, for example. But let's see if it tells us the Nemico representation. Let's flick Spandum, right. Braille sonar and at your fingertip. Dots, dots, scene. 456, ellipses, meaning of dots is non-print, computer braille, a non-print shift indicator. The rule that applies, ellipses, computer braille, this can be used inside a computer braille notation. It is not connected with any particular print character button that is designed to help identify other computer braille contractions. It however is used with the rest of the alphabet to act as a capitalization sign within the context of computer braille. To capitalize multiple characters you will need to use the caps lock sign. Multi-line text field. List start. So it appears that I fooled it. Those are the two definitions that are here. I got the two explanations of how it works in computer braille, but we didn't get the explanation in the Nemec code, but that kind of makes sense because that's usually used in a conjunction with something else where the underscore in computer braille can kind of be a standalone character. But as you can see, if you're doing with computer braille, it has a lot of computer braille stuff. But if you look deep enough and get into enough things, there is some Nemec braille here. So let's go ahead and return to the previous screen. Inda, you're on the results page. You're on the results page. I just Loading. did the same thing I did before. Dot home. Now we're on the home screen. Help. English look up. Dots. Enter braille. And I just flicked right until I got to where we left off. Let's double tap here. Text field is editing. List start. Enter braille dots here. Let's try entering the characters for a number sign, which is dots three, four, five, six. One, three. Enter four, four. Done. Four, five, five, six, six. I type three, four, five, six. Go. Let's press go, go and see what it comes up with this Loading. time. You're on the results page. Help. Answer below. Picture of braille dot image. List start. There's just the picture of what we just typed in that just shows how it would be laid out in a braille cell. Dot scene. Three, four, five, six. Ellipses. Meaning of dots is blank. The rule that apply. Ellipses. End of word. When found at the end of the word, this forms the braille suffix contraction. It, like many suffix contractions, can be pluralized. Example. The Asian contraction could have an S after it to make it Asians. Multi-line text field. And it List pronounced start. it as blah instead of ble. This is indeed the ble contraction. I click to the right. Dot scene. Three, four, five, six. Ellipses. Meaning of dots is. Number sign. 
the rule that apply. Ellipsis. Numbers. Numbers are a two-fold function in Braille. It requires first the number symbol, dots 3, 4, 5, 6, which is followed by a letter A through J which represent in such context numbers 1 through 0. Multi-line text field. List start. So that explains the second use for these dots, which is the number sign, which is what I was looking for, and it explains that this indicates a number, so it will be followed immediately by the characters normally representing A through J to form a braille number. If I click right, dots theme, three, four, five, six, ellipsis, meaning of dots is number, number sign, the rule that applies, ellipsis, special sign, ace vehicles edit signs designed to convey print characteristic, such qualities as bold, capitalization, and italic typeface. As a rule, they precede a word they are designed to modify, Multi-line text field. List start. And it tells us that that's another use for the BLE sign. If I flick right again. Braille sonar and at your fingertips create. There's the braille sonar and then it tells us the creator again. So that's the three different things that dots three, four, five, six can mean. So let's go to the home screen again, following the usual four finger. Index. Single tap. You're on the results right, page. You're on the results page. Wait for the home screen to load. Dot home. Now we're on the home screen. Help. English input. Look off. Dot scene. Enter. Look off button. After the List dot end. scene field, which I just flicked past, we have another look up button. Similar to the look up button on the English word look up that we looked at before, we can use the go button on the keyboard like I was doing, or we can find this look up button. They do the same thing, so we can just pass by this. Braille dot scene. Single cell. Heading. If we're looking for just a single cell that we see in Braille. One. Checkbox. Uncheck. We have six checkboxes. One. Two. Two. Three. three four, four. Five. Five. Six. Six. Checkbox. Uncheck. So I'm not going to demonstrate this because this is very self-explanatory, but you just check the boxes for the character that you want and then look up button. Click right to the look up button and press that. So if you would like to get a more visual or tactile feel for the braille cell by checking those boxes, then you could take care of your lookup that way. So that's another way to do it rather than typing in the numbers of the dots like we were doing. But in the end, it gets you to the same result. So that's another way to do a lookup. If I click to the right, braille index, tap button below to look through the whole database of braille symbols. This is honestly a really cool part of this app, even though it's a bit cumbersome, just in terms of there's a lot of things there. But here's a text field that tells us that there's a button below, meaning it'll be the next flick if we're exploring by flicking like we are right now, to get to the Braille index. If I click to the right, look at entire Braille index button. We can look at the entire Braille index if I double tap. Look at entire Braille index loading. It's loading. It Dot, might take a little bit longer. Zero, zero. Computer Braille or NEMAT code. One, one. Computer Braille or NEMAT code. Two, two. All right, now we're hearing the characters that we can do. So these are pretty simple. Zero, one, two. Index. So the first control is index because that tells us where we are. You're on the index page. We're on the index page. Tap that to get back to home. This is very standard with the other pages. Help button. Here's a help button. How it works. Tap on the item to get braille code, rule, and a visual of what that item would look like. Text field. And there's the description if we flick right. Index below. Zero. Button. List start. Zero. One. One. Two. Two. Computer braille or NEMAT. Three. Button. Three. Computer braille or NEMAT code. Button. Four. Button. So we are seeing two buttons for each of these numbers because first we have the button for just a standard four. We stopped on four, which is why I'm mentioning it. That would show you how you would normally see it. And then we have a second button that explains how four looks in Nemeth and computer braille. Neck. Button. Now we have a next button. Back. Button. And a back button so that we can advance through the pages of the index. So the index isn't really overwhelming because you look at small pages at a time. So I'm going next to, button. I just flick left to next, double tap. Next. It's now loading the next page five, of the five, index. Five, index, five, Here's button. five. List five, six, seven, eight, eight, nine, nine, next, button. So we had five through nine numbers on that page. I'm gonna go to next, next. again. 
And here's a, one of the cool a, things. Seg off by letter sign, used in special notation. About, above, above, according, accordingly, across. So it's reading us what's on this screen, but if I just flick. Index, you're on the index, index, you're on the index, help, how it works, index, capital A, uh, seg off, capital A, about, button. Now we have the different words about, above, above, above apple, but according, accordingly, across, button, aforesaid, button, neck, button. So these are just some words beginning with A. Now it's not just words that have their own contraction. For example, those of you that are no grade 2 braille will know that AC stands for according. We also saw accordingly because you might wonder, well, can I just use AC and then finish out the word or do I write out the whole thing since there's characters following the word according. So this database not only contains all of the contractions and word parts and the contraction standing for complete words, it also contains words that are very commonly brailled wrong, like accordingly is the one that I really picked out of here is one that I always kind of wonder about. So let's flip back to accordingly. Across, across, accordingly, button. We'll double tap on the button. Accordingly, loading, dot, you're on the results page, home, button, help, but answer below. And I just flick right. Picture of braille dot, image. There's the List usual start. picture of the braille dots. Picture of braille dot, image. Picture of braille dot, image. Picture of Braille dots image. Now the reason List we have more end. than one here of those images is because we are seeing a different image for each cell making up this word. Dots needed for accordingly dot R one second cell dot or dot one four third cell dot or dot one two three fourth cell dot or dot one three four five six ellipses. The rule that applies ellipses by itself. Generally these braille contractions need to match exactly and cannot be added to or joined with other contractions. Exceptions include for example being preceded by lower whole word contractions such as the word to, and of course being preceded by a capitalization symbol or next to some sort of punctuation. But generally the contractions stand by themselves. Button. List start. So it tells us that we can write this as A-C-L-Y to stand for accordingly. We don't have to write out accordingly. So this index function is extremely useful if you have a word that you kind of aren't totally sure what contractions you can use with it. And there are many more pages. We don't need to go through them all here because each page is laid out the same and you can kind of explore this on your own. But that is how the index function works. And it, as I said, is extremely useful when you need to look up how a certain word is written. If you don't want to type in all the dots manually like we did earlier, so I'm going to go back to the home screen and we'll see if there's anything else there to explore. You're on the results page. You're on the results page. Loading. Dot home. All right, we're on the home screen. Help. How English in look up dots enter look up braille one two three four five six look up braille index look at entire braille index button. All right, I flicked until we got to the look at entire braille index button, which is where we left off. Braille sonar and at your fingertips creation link. And there is the little link that can take us to the creator's website. If I flick right, that's all that is there. So that is Braille Sonar. It's a very, very useful app. I find myself using it a lot when I'm brailing and I just can't remember how a specific word is laid out. If you're just learning Braille or if you're someone working with someone who knows Braille and you wanna maybe pick up a bit more of it, this is a really easy way to find out what a specific contraction is or even just what a letter is. However, if you are a braille reader and you want to remember all of the specific rules, but you always kind of get them mixed up, this is a great way to quickly look up how a word should properly be written in braille. And as you saw, it contains some Nemeth and computer braille as well, which is very useful if you're dealing with either of those codes. So this is a very useful app. It's not too complex. As you saw, the user interface is very intuitive. It makes sense. And this is just a very nice utility that I find myself using whenever I need to look up a braille contraction. So if you haven't checked this out already and this interests you, just open up your app store on your iPhone, iPod, or iPad. Search for Braille Sonar, just like it sounds, Braille, S-O-N-A-R, and you will be able to find this app. The cost is $2.99, and the app store listing contains an email address and a website to get in touch with the developer if you wish to do that. So if you need more information, you can check this out in the app store to find all of that information as well.
I hope this review has been helpful to you. And once again, we've been discussing the Braille Sonar Braille Reference app for the iPhone, iPod Touch, and iPads. I am very pleased to have with me on Main Menu today Anna McClure from Envision America. And Anna is the Director of Marketing and Industry Relations. And welcome, Anna. Thank you very much. I'm really excited to join you tonight. Well, I'm glad to have you here. And I'm anxious to hear about all that's going on with Envision America. I have not seen the most recent, the barcode readers, uh, but I'm very anxious to hear about those and very anxious to hear about where things are, are with the uh, the prescription readers and so forth. So I'm going to turn the program over to you and you tell us everything you want to tell us. And then when you're through, you let me know when you're ready for some questions. All right. Sounds like a plan. Well, um, I'll just go ahead and start talking a little bit about the IDMate Quest. And that is our newest talking barcode scanner. It's actually our fifth generation. So we've come a long way from a bulky old two-piece unit where you had to record absolutely everything to our new Quest, very small, compact, lightweight, and has a number of features and functions on there. So most people are probably, I hope, familiar at least somewhat with the IDMate, uh, the series. It is a talking barcode scanner, and it allows access or identification to millions of items. The, the new features are what makes Quest so different from the previous models is that Quest often also has an onboard camera and Wi-Fi access. And so that's going to open the door to a whole other group of um, different functions and, and capabilities for the Quest. And I'd love to just do um, a quick demo of the Quest itself and, and scanning the items. And let me just turn my unit up here and just kind of give you a basic... Um, one sec. Um, let you kind of see how it starts and um, how we can identify our products and the information that we can get from those. Okay. So I pulled something out of my freezer and and it jumped before I could finish. But, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I pulled something out of my freezer. I've got this frozen box and I'm really not sure what it is. And I'm not sure what I'm in the mood for. So I'm going to scan it with my barcode scanner with my Quest. So I have spaghetti with meat sauce. Now it says continued, so I can go on and get more information about this item. I'm going to press my next button, my arrow button, on or down arrow button, and I can get more information about um, this spaghetti dinner. Package size 11.5 ounces, three product description with mushrooms and basil. No instruction, color only. Keep frozen microwave on the cooking for food safety and quality. Read and follow these cooking instructions to ensure the product reaches an internal temperature of 160 degrees Fahrenheit. Directions develop using 1,101 microwave oven. Oven berry cooking time may need to be adjusted. 1. Remove tray from box. Cut till cover to vent. 2. Cook on high 4 minutes. Remove cover. Stir and recovery. Continue cooking on high 2 minutes and 30 seconds. 4. Let's stand in microwave 1 minute. So I'm not going to finish playing that, but you get the idea. You've got instructions on there. I can go on and get nutritional information. Um, I can get manufacturing information. So if I had a question, I wanted to contact the company, I can give them a call. Um, I can even get allergy warnings. Uh, find out if it has wheat or eggs or soy products in it. So um, there's a huge variety of items that are in the database, too. Um, that one was obviously a food item. Let me just um, scan a couple of others and give you an idea. Oh, go back to ID mode. There we go. So I have over-the-counter drugs in there, health and beauty items. Um, I also have lots of different media 
title SpongeBob SquarePants original TV soundtrack. So this is a CD, it's SpongeBob SquarePants, and I can actually go in and I can get the song track listings too. So I'm going to jump ahead here. Now I understand SpongeBob SquarePants probably is not everybody's first choice of CD, but it just kind of shows you the wide variety of items here in there. Here's I um, pulled out a DVD here. So I will identify that, and I can go and get more information from my DVDs. You can get a synopsis for it. So let me just stop there. But you get the idea that they're just um, all sorts of items and tons of information that's in the database. Now, we uh, just updated the database, so we added another, I believe, 30,000 or some items. So we are just shy of 3 million items in the database. And you can always add your own items to the database as well. If something is not in our database and you scan it, it'll say item not found. To record, press and hold the record button. And so you just hold down the record button and you'll speak in a description. Just get a sighted friend to help that first time to identify it. You can add in the voice recording and add that item to the database. You can also add information to an existing item in the database. Now, with uh, the Wi-Fi connection, this is going to add uh, to the database as well. If the Quest, if you scan a product with a Quest and it can't find the item in our onboard database, it's going to go out to the internet and it's going to look on Google database and it will try to identify and get the information there and then um, relay that information to you. So that enlarges the database from about 3 million items to about 23 million items. So huge amount of, um, of, of new items and um, additional product information that you have available with a Quest. Something else with that Wi-Fi connection is that you can actually select a store that um, you want to check pricing on. So I could scan an item and it will go out and do a Google price check for a Walmart or a Kroger, whatever store I want to choose, and it will tell me the price at that store. So I can even get um, an idea of a pricing information if I'm um, you know, getting ready to go shopping or um, just wanted an idea of something. So that is another great feature uh, with the Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi, something else that you can do, and another um, type of information that you can access. Now, items that don't have a barcode on them, they you know, come with uh, some barcode labels. We have tag, sticker, and iron-on labels. So you can attach those to any item that doesn't have a barcode already, and then just add that voice recording. Now, the tag item or tag barcodes are perfect for um, anything that you might want to do a temporary uh, identification for, like a, a box of um, jewelry or um, People have used them for moving boxes, all sorts of things. But tags are, um, you just attach with a little rubber band. So those can go on anything, and you can always erase the message and record a new one. So you can reuse those. The stickers are more permanent, and we have a regular adhesive, and then we also have a durable adhesive that is dishwasher safe. So you can put one of those durable adhesive labels on your Tupperware container and, um, you know, record in, this is meatloaf from Monday night. Or if you put it into the freezer, uh, you can say, you know, this is um, spaghetti or chili or whatever, and, and the date, and you'll know know exactly what you have and when it went in because, you know, when you pull out that ice block, it's kind of hard to tell what everything <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah, just a little. Just a little. <laughs> and then you also have um, the iron-on labels, and those obviously will go on clothing or are designed to go on clothing, and uh, you can uh, just put those on to the clothes or record in a description or washing instructions or even a size, whatever you want, and those will go through a regular washing machine about 50 times before you have any trouble with it um, coming off. Now, 
know, we are working on a new um, clothing label that will be safer for um, dry cleaning. But in the meantime, um, we just recommend that people use the tag, uh, the one with the little rubber band, and you can actually safety pin that to a collar or something. And that is uh, dry clean safe, but the iron-on labels aren't. So like, we're, we're working on that. But um, So literally anything that doesn't have a barcode, you can attach a barcode to it, add in your voice recording, and add it into the database. So that is just giving you access um, and identification to millions and unlimited number of items around, um, you know, in your environment. So uh, some of the other new features then with the Quest, with the Wi-Fi and the onboard camera, um, we have currency identification. So let me, um, I could demo that one here for you. So here's my currency identification. So I've got a, a bill here out of the, um, the drawer and I'm going to take a picture of it. While currency identification is in progress. It's just going to take just a second. $5. And now I know exactly what I've got in my hand. So um, I can identify um, my currency, and that's not limited just to uh, the U.S. We have um, the U.S. dollar, we've got Australian dollar, the British pound, Canadian dollar, and also the European euro. So if you're a traveling person, you can take your quest with you and um, be able to identify um, your money uh, all, you know, in, in several different countries. And we're working on adding some more countries to that as well. We have a date and time feature on the quest that was on the original ID Mate uh, about 15, well, like 16 years ago, and people had asked for that uh, again, so we brought that back. And so you have um, the date and time that you can access on your quest, and you can change the time zones. You can set it to automatically change wherever, um, you know, if you're traveling, so you don't have to keep resetting it, but you can always access in the date and time. Um, and then we have an MP3 player on the quest, so you can add in MP3 files, whether for work or um, just for your hobbies or just to listen to, you know, some music while you're doing your shopping or whatever else you might be you know, using the Quest with. So you can upload MP3 files there. And then we also have Skype. And um, this is a really great function. Uh, the Skype, actually, we have Skype video on here so that you can call a Skype friend and um, you can access that camera. So you can do a video conference or you can take a still picture of something and send it to them. But And, and that's good for anything uh, from, you know, you've got a letter in the mail and you need some help reading it immediately. So you can call a friend and, and um, video the, the, the letter over. Or you've dropped your keys or something on the floor and you have looked everywhere, cannot find them. You can use that live video, kind of walk through the house with, um, you know, with your friend. They can help you identify or see whatever it is that you might want. So anything um, that you can think of with that, um, it, it, it's just a perfect application because it's going to again open up um, your environment and you know with your friends or family whoever you're speaking with on Skype and it's free so Skype is just a wonderful opportunity there to be able to share and exchange information with um, with your other Skype contacts so that's another great function there with the Wi-Fi abilities you can also download and update or update databases and download new updates for the quest via Wi-Fi you don't have to send it in to us you can just do it automatically when you connect to the Wi-Fi, uh, it'll tell you, you know, there's a database update available or a new software application or, um, you know, firmware change or something, it will automatically update for you. So it's really user-friendly and um, just helps uh, to open the doors of uh, identification and information assistance, uh, just a whole new world. And, you know, don't, I don't want to turn anybody off if it sounds too complicated or too much. You can also, you can go into the system mode, you can turn things off. If you don't want to use Skype, you don't 
have to. If you, you know, don't want to have all these extras, you don't have to. You can just have the basic ID mode, memo mode, your help mode, just the very basics. Or you can you, you use all those extra functions for whatever you want. Now, I, I mentioned the memo mode. You can go in and record memos and messages for yourself. You can create subfolders in there, addresses and phone numbers, passwords, things to do. You know, the, the sky's the limit there. So it's very adaptable to the user's personal needs and wants. So whether you're using it at home just for, you know, food preparation or um, identification of things uh, around the house, that's fine. Um, we have a lot of people that use it on the job as well. Everything from BEP and vending and warehousing to um, professional office positions, anything. Um, it's just a great tool to um, help you to be able to access and identify things in your environment. Okay. Well, I have one question for you. Yes. I don't. I know um, I've had sometimes that I've heard different discussions of uh, barcode readers and so forth, and, and the comment was made. Now, you know, if you start talking about products that are maybe a store brand, it, that sometimes it's harder to find them, or you may not sure. be able to get get them identified. Actually, um, yeah, I do understand that, and we, we've heard that too. We have a lot of store brands in our database. We have you know, the major national brands, but we do brands in there. And then again, with the Google database, um, that's going to help bring even more in. If somebody has the Quest uh, and or an ID mate and finds that their local store brand is not in the database, please just give us a call. Let us know. Um, our database engineer will do whatever she can to add that in. And that's part of how we build the database and add new items is from requests from our users. You know, people will say, hey, I'm uh, just starting on this and, you know, can you um, help get these items in? Or we had somebody who just started, we've had a couple of people actually who have um, begun new jobs and um, called and asked, can you help me get the database from my company into the ID mate so that I can use it on the job? And, and that's um, been a wonderful opportunity for us to, um, to help them. And then it opens the doors and gives the information to all the other users as well. So we, we do have a lot of the store brands in there. And if there isn't one that you, you know, specifically want, let us know and we'll help you out. Okay. Because I, I just knew, uh, some, I've had, heard that from some people and I just wondered, uh, I figured with the Google database that might help that quite a bit. Yes, you bet. You yeah. bet. Yeah, I know we, we, we sometimes like to go to a um, store called Aldi's, and I had heard that for a long time that was hard by. It is, and sadly, we, I go to Aldi too. I love Aldi's, but they uh, we're unable to use their database right now, or their barcodes, because just like that in Trader Joe's, um, they recycle the numbers, and so oh, it's, I see. It, it's harder to, um, so you might scan one thing, and it's really something totally different. Um, so they, they are aware of us, and that We've asked for their database, you know, asked to work with them a number of times. But at, at this point right now, it's not something that's um, going to work in, in there. But we are continuing to to try to figure out a way to be able to get that in there. So Yeah, you wouldn't want it to say that it was Borden's ice cream and find out that it was um, the, something like uh, plums or something. Like exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or prunes, that'd even be worse. But I, I'm guessing then that uh, probably uh, the majority of the major products, whether it's food or whatever, you probably pretty well cover pretty much about everything you could think of. I, it, yeah, there it's in there. All the major brands, you know, you've got your food items, your canned goods, your frozen goods. Um, you know, the fresh perishables are probably not going to be in there. That's what right. we understand right. that. Sure. Um, but and then you've got over-the-counter drugs. You have health and beauty items. You have hardware items, uh, gardening supplies, pet supplies, um, crafting items, DVDs, CDs, um, your alcohol, your liquor. Uh, 
shoes. Uh, you're going to have um, some of your basic clothing, your socks, underwear, the things that don't change from season to season. Mm -hmm. Some of those are going to be in there. Uh, just a huge variety of, of items that are in there. And then again, add in that, that Google database and you've just up the ante. Are you finding that the majority of products that a person would want to identify probably do have a barcode and probably more of it is figuring out where it is? Or Yeah, the majority, I mean, the vast majority of items that people have are going to have a barcode already on them. And there are a few little ideas and tips for finding that barcode. Um, if you have a, a box, typically uh, the barcode is going to be either on the bottom of the box or on the back. And, you know, think of like a cereal box. The top, um, you can always tell the back because the top flap has that little convex or that little cutout. Mm -hmm. um, and the bottom flap, you know, you tuck it into. So the um, the flap that you tuck into the other one, that points to the back of the box. Okay. So um, you can start scanning either the bottom or the back of the box. If you have a can, if you can feel for where the seam is, usually the barcode is going to be near that paper seam of the label towards the bottom of the can. Most cans now have a round bottom and more of a sharped edge lip or top so feel for the paper seam and then towards the bottom of the can start there um, and then just with the with the quest it has that omnidirectional moving cyclonic scanner so even if you don't know where that barcode is on your product just touch the scanner to a product pull back about six to eight inches and then just do a scan pattern up and down back and forth all around and you're gonna find that barcode very very quickly oh. so even if you don't have a clear just do a really quick scan on it and it's going to find it almost instantly for you and give you the information. Well, let me let me just tell you what all comes in the Quest package. Um, with the IDMA Quest, it's $1,299 and that includes the unit, an 8 gigabyte SD micro um, or micro SD card. Uh, you have a battery pack included, an AC-DC adapter. You've got 100 of those barcodes that I talked about earlier. We do um, a mix of all the different types or the three different types. Um, you have a carrying case that comes with it and you also have a 30-day money-back guarantee, a one-year warranty, and free database updates for life. So it's a great little package, and um, you know, we have a lot of uh, customers or clients that use it on the job and have had state agencies purchase it for them. Um, so that's an, always an option if um, somebody didn't want to pay out of pocket. Um, you know, if it's something that they can use on the job, um, definitely that's an avenue to look into as well. Now, is there, um, if a person wanted to, is there any kind of an extended warranty a person can purchase? Yes, you bet. We have both a one and a two-year extended warranty that they can purchase. So, yeah, it automatically comes with a one-year warranty. Um, you can purchase an extra one-year warranty for $90, so that would give you two full years. Or you can purchase a two-year extended warranty uh, for $190, and that would give you three full years. Okay. Um, either one of those um, would just need to be purchased within 30 days of the initial purchase of the unit. Okay. So Now, what about... They're rechargeable. Yes. And if a person needed to replace the battery, is it user replaceable or is that something you need to send in to get it replaced? Um, actually, for the Quest, they actually need to send it in to us okay. for that. Okay. Uh, but we can um, help them with that, and um, so that's not a not a big deal. But um, yeah, we can we can replace the battery for them and. Um, 
Then we've got, you know, extra memory cards if somebody wanted, you know, one for home, one for work, things like that. Mm -hmm. And we also have um, nano routers available um, to help with a Wi-Fi link if somebody um, might need that. We have those available too. Okay. So if anybody has having trouble linking up at home, um, we can always try that. Or uh, McDonald's and uh, Starbucks, we um, are set up to, uh, Quest is set up to link into their Wi-Fi. So ah. you can always walk down to, or, you know, go to your local, either McDonald's or Starbucks, and um, you can link in with their, with their Wi-Fi service. Well, you know, one of the things that I wanted to say, and I have not, like I say, I have not seen the newest units, but one of the things I have always appreciated in the in the past uh, with the ID Mate is, boy, I tell you what, if or it did, you didn't have to have a manual. You could just go on there and go into the help, and the help on on the ID Mate was always so good. You could learn how to use the whole thing just using the help. The help was fantastic. Thank you so much. We we really to try to make it simple and user-friendly. Basically, you turn it on, it starts in ID mode, the scanner automatically comes on, you just scan the product and listen. We do have that onboard help, and it does walk you through the very, the basics. Everything, you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can be an expert at it in about 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we do have um, a more in-depth user guide. If um, it comes with the unit, I can make it available in Braille if somebody wants that. We've also got it in large print and audio online. Um, so it's, yeah, very, very user-friendly. And uh, that's, that's what I've always really liked is the help on the ID Mate has always been really good and easy to understand. And uh, that that's that's a big help when you get something new like that. And it don't take you two weeks of reading the manual to figure out how to use it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I appreciate I appreciate that. You know, I, I get stuff, I'll get a new phone or whatever, and I don't even bother looking at the manual because I know it's going to be more complicated, more complex than I really want to deal with. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, Quest is so easy. ID Mates, all of them have been very simple, and, and we do have that onboard help. If you ever forget how to do something, just hit that mode button, and it'll go through and um, give you the, the basics and let you you know get back to using mm -hmm. it. And mm -hmm. So, well, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I, I have always really liked that because it, it really does a nice job, and, and it doesn't take very long to learn how to use it, use, using the help. It's, it, yeah, not it at all. Goes quickly. Yeah. yeah, it's really simple. And with all the extra features, on the Quest and take a little bit longer this time, um, you know, with those, uh, the Wi-Fi connection features, but, you know, the basic, basic uses of Quest, mm -hmm. very simple, out of the box, turn it on and it's ready to go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah. And then I believe you have some other things too that you envision America. So. We do. We've got the Script Talk. Um, Script Talk is our accessible prescription reading device. And um, we've, we've had a lot going on with the Script Talk recently. So <laughs> um, this, let me just explain this system a little bit for those who may not know. Um, the pharmacy or a, a participating pharmacy encodes and attaches a little RFID tag, a little um, sticker label that has um, a little microchip inside and it stores all of the printed label information and it's transferred directly from the pharmacy software into the script talk software so all the information is exactly the same. The pharmacist doesn't have to re-enter, he doesn't have to stand there and um, verbally record a message or anything. It's just exactly as it's printed on the label. And um, the patient at home has a small handheld reading device, and then they have their prescription container with the um, talking label or the RFID label on it, and they turn their reader on, press the read button, and then just um, place their prescription container on the top, and I'll um, let it play through uh, part of the label so you can hear all the information. Patient, John Smith medication, amoxicillin, 250 milligram tablet, instruction, 
Take one tablet three times daily with meal. Prescription date, December 21st, 2013. Refills remaining, zero. Prescriber, Dr. William Samuel. To reorder this prescription, dial. Area code 3095551212. Prescription number, 1234567. Warning. Important finish all this medication unless otherwise directed by prescriber. Take with food. Other information. Quantity. 30 tablet. Prescription expiration. December 21st, 2014. So that was all the information on that label. And <laughs> you can see it's going to give you everything all the way up through the warning. Um, yeah, the warnings at the end. You know, take with food or water or may cause drowsiness, whatever. You've got information to um, call the pharmacy and get a refill. You know, what you're taking, um, it, the strength, uh, the dosage, how to take it. All of that vitally important information is available that you can listen to whenever you want to. Now, I played the entirety of the label, but you can also toggle through the information. You can listen to each section. You can have something repeated. Um, you can jump ahead if you just want to get a pharmacy phone number or you missed the directions, you want to hear that again, you can go back and listen to it. So you've got all of that information that um, is available. We have, um, this because you heard the audible output, uh, we have it available in English, also in Spanish. And um, you can also um, connect the Script Talk reader to uh, a PC in your home. And if you have a Braille reader or a Braille um, device, you can plug that into the computer and uh, via electronic file then, the little microchip tag, you can access all of the label information in Braille or uh, large print on your computer too. So you actually have three different ways that you can access that information, audibly, Braille, and large print. Um, so that's um, kind of covers everybody's needs. <laughs> Whichever way you might um, benefit from the most, um, you've got those options. We've got pharmacies all across the country that are currently offering uh, the Script Talk labels. And um, you can go to our website and we have a list there. You can look up by state or by zip code. Um, we have a couple of pharmacy chains that are currently offering. Walmart is one of them. They have about 33 sites across the country right now. And they also have their mail order. And um, we're hoping to add some more sites with them this year. We have another pharmacy chain that just started last week uh, with their mail delivery. And you can go online and check and see which one that one is. And, um, and then again, we've got other pharmacies all across the country and several that do mail order. So even if an individual doesn't have a pharmacy in their neighborhood um, or their personal pharmacy is not currently offering this, we, um, we can get them set up with another pharmacy or we will also work with them to try to get their pharmacy going too. We have uh, the, called the patient, um, I'm sorry, we have a program right now. It's called the Pharmacy Freedom Program. And uh, the Script Talk Reader is free to our patients. So anyone who needs a Script Talk Reader, we will provide one on a permanent long-term loan as long as they're using it and they have a participating pharmacy that's providing those special talking labels, then the reader is free for them. So that's a um, really great option. Uh, prescriptions are expensive enough. And <laughs> so now you'll be able to access them and um, utilize that free program. What, I thought I understood that there were certain companies that, that were starting to support it. Um, and what what can we do to help get that um, 
um, in more areas of the country and so forth? That's a great question. We can call pharmacy and try to sell them a program. <laughs> it's something completely different, though, to have an individual call and say, I'm a longtime customer of yours. I'm blind. I need help accessing my medication information. And so the best way to uh, continue to get pharmacies to respond and to offer uh, as accessible prescriptions through Script Talk or other programs is to call and talk with them. Um, you can call the customer service numbers that the pharmacies have, ask to speak with an ADA compliance officer. ADA states that pharmacies have to provide accommodations for the blind and visually impaired, and, um, and pharmacies are specifically listed under ADA. And uh, so providing um, accessibility to, to label information is something that they need to be doing. So individuals can call and um, they can say which neighborhood pharmacy they're at or you know, if they're using a mail order or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have um, those, a, a, a bank of customer service numbers. If somebody's not quite familiar with what theirs is, they're welcome to give us a call and we'll help them find that out. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple of legal advocates who are currently working to help educate pharmacies on what they are required to do and um, to help them know what their options are and try to help things um, get going there too. And you know, we're more than happy to pass that information on to an individual if they need help or if their pharmacy refuses to offer um, any accommodations, we can refer them to um, some of those advocates. Um, but um, people are more than welcome to give us a call. We do have a, a number specifically for Script Talk, um, and that's 855-SPEAK-RX. It's 855-773-2579. And Amanda is our Script Talk specialist, and um, she's more than happy to um, work with an individual and, um, and you know, either try to get a pharmacy set for them or um, help find another option too. But the best thing that people can do is just speak up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, most people are aware that um, there's a working group um, under the supervision of the U.S. Access Board right now that's coming up with best practices for the pharmacies uh, to provide access uh, for the blind and visually impaired for their prescription labels. Right. And um, so we're, we're kind of working through that. They have another meeting coming up later this month. I think it's next week. And um, I think they have what in July they have to have <laughs> everything finalized and ready to go. So we're hoping that that's going to help at least give the pharmacies an idea of um, where they can turn and what their options are so they can start to implement a little bit more. Uh, the VA adopted Script Talk system, uh, several years ago or oh, many years ago and so all of our veterans across the country have been using Script Talk and are able to access their prescriptions that way and um, we just went to um, the more public market or the, um, the outside pharmacy chains a few mm-hmm. years ago started working with them so it may be newer information for them. You know, talking about the ID mate before, you know, you, you mix up your plums and your apricots probably not a big right, deal for most right. people, but you get your prescription. Oh, then it's very... You don't to, yeah, it's big. extremely dangerous. I mean, it's life-threatening. Yes. Um, and, you know, there are stories that we hear of individuals and just very sad. Um, people were given wrong prescriptions from the pharmacist or their doctor wrote it wrong or something the wrong medication. Um, had one lady who um, thought she had her prescriptions lined up in the right order, but two of them got mixed up, and she mixed up her heart medication with her cholesterol, I think, so she was doubling up on something, oh. and her blood pressure just dropped, you know, super, super low. She ended up in the hospital. Mm. Um, another woman relapsed um, with a, a serious medical, medical condition because her prescriptions had expired, and so they were no longer the right potency, and so she relapsed and ended up in the hospital, and parents who were um, administering medications to their children need to make sure that they know exactly what they have and how to give that so that they're not, you know, endangering their children. I mean, there's just, it's not something that you can gloss over. You know, individuals have to have independent and pr- 
private access to their own medication right. and that information so that they can be safe themselves. I, I believe I understood that uh, one of the chains that you're working with quite a bit is Walmart. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Walmart has about again about 33 sites, about three dozen sites, and um, and then their mail delivery. And we're working with them to um, add some new sites again this year. We're hoping. And so if somebody needs a local Walmart, you know, let us know and let Walmart know. And <laughs> we'll sure. keep working with them too. Okay. And what so, some yeah, of the uh, what, yeah? What are some of the other companies that you maybe people would you know major particularly the major companies that people might be familiar? Yeah. Love I mentioned we just had another one that started on Friday with their mail delivery. Um, I unfortunately can't announce that over um, this, this discussion right mm-hmm. here, but sure. if you go to our website, it's there. It's the very first one online. Okay. But <laughs> so now, like um, Walgreens, uh, I thought I had heard that you were working with some of them. Yeah, you know, we had worked with Walgreens before, and they did a, a pilot program. It was very successful, and then um, they ended up stopping that and um, had uh, they, they had decided that they didn't want to have to spend the money on it. Um, that it was it was costly for them. But we are working with them again, and we're hoping to be able to um, get something going with them again. So, and we we are working with the majority of the the national chains, um, those big ones that everybody um, knows <laughs> knows the names. So, um, and we're we're making some great progress with them and um, so the best thing would be to call the number that you gave earlier if you're not sure right Right, exactly. Give us a call. Um, we can tell you um, what what local pharmacies you know in your area are offering it, or what might be able to, which ones might be able to provide the mail delivery service for you, or we'll help you get a new one set up. Um, and we can give you those 800 numbers for the customer service departments for a pharmacy if needed. Um, yeah, yeah. We're we're sitting, we're waiting and ready to help. Um, so anybody that needs it, and there's no qualifications for it. We aren't requiring you know a doctor's note or anything. If you are blind visually impaired or have trouble reading your prescription labels, please call us. And that just, that means you're eligible and we'll, yeah. we'll get you set up in the, with the program and there's there's no cost to the patient. No cost to the patient. So so the, any of the cost then is borne by the pharmacy. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Okay. So. Well, I'm really glad to hear about that too anxious to check and see what's available in my area because uh, I'm not exactly sure what is available other than a lot of cold weather. Well, is there are there any final comments that you'd like to make or anything else you'd like to talk need to talk about or would like to talk? Um, you know, let me give you our contact information. Sure. And um you know, I it gave you pricing on the quest, and then the script talk is free. So, be um just give our, our basic contact information. Okay. And if anybody has questions or comments or ideas or anything, please give us a call. We are here to help. Um, but our our contact number is 800-890-1180. And I'll read that again. It's 800-890-1180. You can email us at frontdesk at envisionamerica.com. And that's E-N-V-I-S-I-O-N-A-M-E-R-I-C-A.com. And our website is www.envisionamerica.com. So you can go on there, um, get more information about uh, the IDMate Quest or the Script Talk. Um, find, uh, look for a pharmacy near you or, again, give us a call and we'll be happy to help you out. 
Okay, very good. And I'm assuming that you probably do have dealers in certain areas of the country and so forth? We do. We have dealers all across the country. So probably if a person wanted to take a look at, say, an ID mate or one of the uh, one of the units, uh, yeah, they could probably check your website, whatever, and get a list of who might be close by that they might call that they might be able to get, get a look at one. That's right. Exactly. If you go to our purchase page on our website, we have a list of dealers. You can look up um, by state, and um, we've got their contact information, and I know they'd be more than happy to give you a demo. Or if you happen to live in a state where we just don't have a, a dealer, please call us directly here at the office, and we'll figure something out so that you're able to get the information or the um, demonstration that you need. Sounds great. Well, thank you for coming on Main Menu. I really am pleased to have you on. We've had you on before, and look forward to having you on again in the in the future. And, that would be lovely. Uh, so thank you for all of the really great information, and I'm sure we'll be talking. On behalf of the entire Main Menu staff, I'd like to thank you for being with us today here on Main Menu. We'll look forward to seeing you back again next week. Meantime, you have a good week, and we'll see you soon.